0: Bloody Elbow presents the Level Change Podcast. The combat sports variety show that brings you analysis, fight announcements, and insightful discussion of MMA's biggest headlines. Paid Bloody Elbow Podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow. Facebook at Facebook.com slash BloodyElbowBlog. And as always, on BloodyElbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes and Victor Rodriguez.
1: Welcome back and thank you for listening to episode 265 of the Level Change Podcast. I'm Steffi Haynes and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Victor Rodriguez... And today we're going to talk about UFC Vegas 81 because it's a damn good card, believe it or not. And we're going to be discussing some select headlines and we're going to take a look back at UFC Vegas 80. But first, let's check in with my dude and see how he's been.
2: Your dude has been good. A lot of stress, a lot of work. I finally got to cool my heels. Um, I had some bomb ass Chinese food in D.C. last week. My God. Yeah. I made crepes this weekend. I'm in full dad mode. This is the stuff I get excited about now. This is where I'm at now. This is, you know, forget the strip club. Forget the vodka. No, I'm happy that I'm making blueberry crepes (laughs) with cream cheese filling. Uh, Yeah, that's where we're at.
1: Do you have a crepe pan?
2: No, I just make it in the uh, cast iron. Oh. <gasps> yeah, I got I got a small one. I got a larger one. So i use a smaller one for that one, actually. But um, yeah. yeah Can, that's, you
1: flip? Can you flip it?
2: No, I have to be very careful with that because I'm always very concerned that I'm going to like ruin it and wrinkle it and do all that. So I do the slower fold and turn. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I don't do the whole full flip thing for that just as a precaution. But I mean, I probably could.
1: If you had a crepe pen, I bet you would be a master flipper.
2: I probably could. I mean, those because things are fun too.
1: Yeah, they're they're also nonstick, so they they slide right out of there. You, mm. you just got to be good at flipping your wrist. See, I'm not. I'm a natural klutz a little bit, <laughs> so I don't flip anything because I have flipped things directly onto the burners back when I had a gas stove. Because I don't anymore. Where we live, we live on um they built this subdivision like dumbasses. they built it on a a rock quarry (laughs) and so basically everything's kind of eroding underneath us but in my neighborhood none of us have gas because i guess my neighborhood was one of the rockiest portions of all and so they didn't put gas we all have electric but i have flipped some things that have landed in in a gas fire and onto a burner so yeah i don't flip (laughs) Mm. But anyways, enough about that. Let's talk about UFC Vegas 80 last weekend because holy shit, Bobby Green shocked the world. Well, I mean,
2: mm, I I was surprised, but I mean, I'm wondering how many more people were truly as surprised as I was.
1: I was. And the reason why was how fast it happened for starters. I mean, Bobby was like a house of fire and Grant Dawson didn't know what happened. I mean, he got bum rushed.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just, it, it it's crazy how we got caught slipping so early. Mm-hmm. You know, I really would have imagined that, that Grant Dawson, given the durability that he's shown thus far, I, I don't know. It didn't even look like a punch that landed super hard, you know, right. like for the kind of firepower that we've seen Bobby deploy, but that's, that was amazing. That was a hell of a win, and and such a clutch moment for Bobby too. You know, this is how you become relevant yet again. It just shows you not only is he not done, but he's a threat and he can take on a guy. You know, like show throw all your prospects at me. I'm gonna ruin him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just think that um, Bobby Green has. I mean, are we looking at him in his final form? We've said this for the past few years because he seems to just pull things out of nowhere. And so I I don't know if we're looking at final form or if we're still seeing evolution with him. What do you think?
2: You know what? If this is his final form, it's a damn good form. Right. You know what? And how much upside there is to it against the upper echelons of the rest of the division. I I, that's that's very different. It's still uh, a guy that's got a lot of limitations, but it's still a guy that can turn a fight on a dime.
1: Also, let's let's not forget that for a long, long stretch, multiple years, he did not score a knockout all the way up until 2021 when he knocked out Ally Quinta. Mm. So this form of him get it, scoring knockouts and stuff, yeah. I don't know, I like it, but at like the him. same time, Boy, is, is he a handful or what? Because I don't know if you got to, if you stuck around for the post-fight interview, but Bobby was goddamn determined to bring his dog into the octagon. And Daniel had to talk him down. Like Daniel had to grab his arm and pull him back into the cage because he was racing for the cage door to go get his dog
2: no i i didn't see i didn't i I rarely stick around for any of that stuff anymore so no i was i was spared any canine calamities
1: (laughs) yes he definitely um went wanted to go get his dog i mean daniel had his hands full because you know vanessa demopoulos who by the way that that decision total bullshit. She did not win that fight. Even she was absolutely stunned when they announced the decision. Her jaw went slack. She was like, me? Are you kidding? Mm. And then you know what she did. She leapt up into Daniel's arms again. She needs to stop doing that because she's going to catch someone that has a bad back or woke up wrong and they're going to drop her. (laughs) Or worse, they're going to sue her. When they oh. end up having to get a, a, a surgery for a slip disc or something.
2: I don't know that it'll go that far. I mean, she does look like she's fairly light. You know what I mean? Like the people that are doing these interviews, unless it's like John Anik.
1: But when you're not, not expecting. the most brolic
2: guy. But, but,
1: I, yeah, but when you're not I expecting think, um, a 135, 140 pound girl, because remember. By the time they have finished with their their weigh-in and then they go and gorge and everything, they're a lot heavier than what they weighed in at. But Um, when you're not expecting it and somebody just leaps at you and hangs on your neck, because that's what she does. She loops an arm around and she catches her hand with the other one and hangs on them by their neck.
2: Yeah, that but you is, know what? That is I mean, dangerous. I,
1: That's a lot of weight to hang around someone's neck when they're not expecting it.
2: I, I don't. I'm not taking away from your point, but I think at this point they do expect it. Like oh, this sure. is like this is sure. now her. After the second time, it's like, yo, this is her thing. Just be ready. That's probably why they say Cormia in there. You know the, I, I wouldn't send be ready, Send the beefiest though. motherfucker you got. <laughs>
1: See, w- were it me, I wouldn't be ready. What I would do is if she looked like she was, uh, I would definitely take a step back and let her make an ass of herself because no. you're not going to be hanging from my neck like that. You never know when that little bit of pressure is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. And yes, no pun intended there about the broken back, but still, I just think it's bullshit and I don't like it.
2: You imagine Daniel Cormier opens his mouth and you hear the voice of the camel from that commercial. (laughs) Guess what day
0: it is.
2: (laughs) That would be funny. No, I don't think that's I'm very doubtful any of that stuff is ever going to really materialize. That's I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
1: Yeah, of of course. But still, I don't like it. And I don't like the um, safety risk that it poses because you never know. Mm. Um, And so many of these guys are constantly getting surgeries. I mean, Bisping is still having his hips and knees and back worked on and stuff like that. Does she keep up with that? Does she know if anybody's got, you know, a a recent surgery or or they're rehabbing some some injury or whatever? She doesn't know these things. I I just I have to I have to go and put the line in the sand. I don't like it. I wish she would stop. Other than that, she's a fine and dandy girl, but she did not win that fight either. That fight was not won by her.
2: Yeah, I was really disappointed in that. Um, that's not at all how I saw that going. But right. you no, know,
1: yeah,
2: it's good to see her happy. But no.
1: So let me ask you this: What do you do with Grant Dawson from here? Is there anyone you'd like to see him paired off with? Is there anyone you'd like to see Bobby Green paired off with?
2: I don't know. You know what the thing is too? Lightweight right now. I'm not exactly, you know, with, with so many moving pieces you kind of lose track, you lose sight of what exactly is going on where. So I'm not really sure looking ahead, right? You know, you look at the fact that Bobby Green came into this, he's ranked number 13. Um, I mean, you got to give him something, but do you give him Dan Hooker, who's had that slide? Do you give him Dos Anos, who I think already has a dance partner? Dan
1: Hooker called him out.
2: Yeah, but should you give him that though? Why not? Is that what you ought to do? Sure, I don't know. he's
1: still durable. He's still winning, and he's still got that that the uh, KO power too. I don't think there's a problem with it. Dan Hooker has what one, two wins in a row here. Let's see what what, what we're working with with Dan Hooker.
2: And you're also looking at you know Fiziev just got injured, so you know like you want to make sure he gets a substantial bump, not just go from number thirteen to Fiziav fighting
1: anyways.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: um let's see here Dan like you don't wanna- is on a two fight win streak one against Claudio Puelles and one against Jalen Turner Jalen Turner obviously the better of the the two wins but mm-hmm. um he was on a two fight losing streak before that he had one win against Nazrat Hakparast and was on a two fight losing skid before that so in his last two, three, in his last seven, he's won three. He's three and four. So I don't find a problem with that. I I think that's a good win.
2: You know what? Once you find out, once we've have it official that McGregor versus Chandler isn't <laughs> happening, because I still don't think it's happening. <laughs> give him Michael Chandler. Yeah,
1: that would work for me. I like like
2: that when- you go from thirteen to five. Like you know what? A lot of moving pieces. A lot of these guys are going to be busy in the coming months. So, you know, these numbers are obviously going to fluctuate to a degree. So why not just have him do that? Like, yeah. I, I you know, what, what really what do you have to lose? They're probably not going to give again. Jalen Turner is at number 11. Dos at 10. You want to give him a big enough bump when you have a highlight real moment like that. I don't think he's going to be too happy if you give him somebody who's still, you know, within the 10 to 15 range. Well, but, but the- everybody else is, you know, tied up. Gamrod is a backup. Darius, yeah. I don't know what's up with him.
1: You know. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Bobby Green wasn't actually ranked last week whenever no. this happened. He um, and Grant Dawson was ranked, uh, I believe, at 14. So Grant Dawson is now at 15 and Bobby Green has moved up to 13. He actually traveled up, I want to say something like four spots or so. But the thing is, uh, um, Grant Dawson, they... T- I hate this for him because he was on this incredible win streak and they should have been matching him up with ranked opponents already, but they weren't. And this was an example of him fighting someone way beneath him. Well, not way, way beneath him, but, you know, three, four spots beneath him he gets he he takes the fight which does nothing for him and then he gets beat so now he's sitting at the back of the pack again and probably not going to get to fight anyone above him he's going to have to start all over and it it seems to me that grant dawson is kind of getting left behind
2: yeah i'm afraid so
1: yeah so Anyways, enough about Grant Dawson. Let's take a look at Joe Pfeiffer uh, defeating Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, referee. I know, I know, I know that when Abdul Razak Al-Hassan tapped, he did it with a closed fist. But to me, it was an Obvious tap though. I realized the fist was closed, but referees, this is your job. So if I could see it, surely you could. Why did you wait?
2: I don't know what to tell you about these guys anymore, man. Like this, this is, this is, I'm, I think I, I must have said it on the podcast at some point where everybody focuses so much on, oh, the judges, we need to fix the judges. Like, no, we need to fix the referees first. Mm mm-hmm. Yes. These are the immediate frontline safety. Like, yeah, sure, a bad judge will fuck up your pay win structure. I'm sure that, that that's you know the the show win money. That's a separate matter altogether. But this is a very different thing, man. I don't like this shit. This is this is horrible. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And 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 was it Toyoni? Was it Tony Tony uh, Chris Toyoni who did this one, or was it uh, some other ref? I think it was him. I'll check right I, quick. I, I, but I mean, he's the one who fucked up that we a rematch that we're going to see this weekend between Chitis and La Cerda. That was he was the same guy. He he's the one who ruined that same match. So uh what are we doing here? What is going on? Why is this ref still <laughs> fucking up so badly? He's becoming the new Kim Winslow. Right. <laughs> you should not have this many these you shouldn't have this amount of blunders so close together it's a tough job it's an unforgiving and thankless job i get it i agree i have sympathy for these people what the fuck bro come on
1: yeah all right so we get to drew dober absolutely myrtle ricky glenn (laughs) you know what it sucks that ricky glenn his chin is very much eroding now he used to be able to walk through some shit but you know i don't know even when his chin was at 100% if he would have been able to walk through whatever drew dober throws because drew dober has a true one hitter quitter um but still for someone with such a tough chin I feel like we're watching a really, uh, yeah, I think we're watching a rapid decline now. I think this is the very beginning or it could have been a little further back, but I think this is the beginning of uh, a steep fall. Bink, bank,
2: boom. I, you know, it's, it's an odd thing to say about him because like, an odd thing to look at with him because he's. He's been in the game a little longer than most people realized, having been one of the World Series of Fighting OGs. And then he makes it to the UFC, and it's just like, I don't know. He's 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 had a string of injuries. He's had a lot of other um, concerns with inactivity. Nah, it's just.
1: And he's not it, very uh, dynamic either. He's very no. much a blue collar grinder, and so it. He's finding him placed on a card is always a shock to me. Oh, that guy's still in the UFC.
2: Yeah, he's not a very dynamic athlete. No, and that that doesn't you know that, it that doesn't mean he's bad. It's right. just he's not. It's harder for you to deal with these fast twitch guys. Mm-hmm. That are able to snipe you and just do all kinds of. I just just checked right now, just as a, a brief parenthetical. Uh, looking back, the previous fight, Joe Piper, it was Kerry Hatley actually was a referee. So I apologize oh, okay. to uh, Bald Man Chris, the big thumb. Um, but this Ricky Glenn business is, is um, it's a shame, man. This guy's been fighting for, good God, how long? He had his first amateur fight in 2009. You know what I mean? This dude's been trugging along and he's been in the UFC. Since uh, 2016, when he made his debut against Evan Dunham, yeah. like this guy has been he's been through some some real struggles. And then he went without a fight from 2018 to 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you have gaps and you have these these weird sort of just a lot of decisions. So that's a lot of ring time. That's a lot more wear and tear. You feel bad, man, and then two straight finishes—just, just two really sad losses mm-hmm. uh, against Christos Iagos, and then this one here against the, uh, and then the uh, rematch against Dober where he gets sparked. Like shit, man, mm, that's really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, the the two back to backs are. Eek. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we get down to my feel good moment: Carolina getting her. I I want to say that was her fourth win in a row, and I hmm. love it.
2: Yeah, you know. Yes, it's, it was her fourth yeah.
1: win in a row. I love it. She beat Vanessa Demopoulos, Silvana Gomez Juarez, and Felice Herrig. She actually retired Felice Herrig from the UFC.
2: You know what's funny though is that she had been on that crazy skid where I she had five know. straight losses. Yeah. And now she's won four straight after that, and you kind of feel there's certain people that you can't help but feel great for when they get ahead. Mm-hmm. And Carolina's never really been somebody – we got a lot of poisonous people in this sport. We got a lot of just horrible people in combat sports in general. She doesn't seem like one of those folks that's ever been – had a reputation for being a bully or being an asshole. You know, she's – you have your people that you see them as like this person should and could be an ambassador for the sport in general. And you know what? They're pretty damn good at what they do. Is she championship caliber? Probably not at this point. I mean, I feel like she's had her established ceiling, but that's not a bad thing when you're still really good Mm -hmm. and you're still putting things together and you're still growing, especially when you got to turn around like this. You can question the um, opposition that she's facing, but they're not really, you know, she's clearing out a good chunk here and this is good.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, we did have a Bellator 300 as well and we we did pick some some fights off of there. Now unfortunately, I didn't get to watch Bellator. I ha- was doing some play by play and I didn't get a chance to see these fights. However, I did see Chris cyborg after the fact. I'm sorry, but that was absolute destruction. And we knew this was coming. We knew it. Uh, Kat Zingano didn't, didn't have a prayer in that fight.
2: I was hoping Zingano would have a bit more mm-hmm. to offer in this one. Yeah, that. <laughs> you know, I didn't pick her or anything. I just kind of thought, like, hey, you know what? She's probably going to put up a more spirited performance. And uh, there's only so much you can do, man.
1: Although what, what took her out was her actually landing a pretty solid kick. And, and she was in mid throw when she got cracked and dropped. But I mean, we just knew. Mm. Uh, Liz Carmouche defeating Ilimale McFarlane. Uh, Lots of controversy around this. It's basically stemming from the fact that they are training partners of very, very good friends. So there's a lot of controversy, but I'm just going to leave that alone. Congratulations, Liz Carmouche. There was a very, very funny moment uh, at the end. You have. Uh- uh, Usman, or Magomedov, Chris Cyborg, and Liz Carmouche are standing up there. And Liz Carmouche leans over and extends her hand for a handshake with Usman. He very politely smiles. He puts his hands up like like in the prayer stance, and then he says, "I'm so sorry. I it's a you know it's basically yeah. against my religion." But he was super <laughs> cool. Chris Cyborg. She puts her hand on Liz Carmouche's hand, pushes it down, and says, "No, ma'am." <laughs>
2: <laughs> what uh, what
1: yes she because liz didn't put her hand down right away she oh it's,
2: okay okay and so
1: you know uh what it is is usman is on one side cyborg's in the middle and yeah, liz yeah. is on the other and she's leaned around cyborg still with her hand out so cyborg very gently puts her hand on liz's and pushes it down and, and you can okay. see her mouth say no ma'am
2: I think I, I was I was, I thought she what you says were saying, no,
1: you can see her say no, but I'm pretty sure she says no, ma'am or N- no, don't or something. But it looked like she was saying no, ma'am.
2: I thought what you were I thought you were implying was that Liz had then gone over to shake Chris's hand and then she was like, no, no, ma'am. Like, no, okay. no, not at no, all. No, I get Chris it. I get was, it now. Yeah. She
1: was playing mediator and it was so cute. Yeah, well, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, so anyways, those three fights we picked correctly. Um, and the only one I actually actually I saw two of them like, because uh Eli Malay and Liz Carmouche it was over so so freaking fast, you know, seventeen seconds.
2: Well, in the fifth round. In the fifth yes.
1: round, but you, yeah. you got to see it. You yes. know, the, the finish itself. So yeah. I did get to see the finish there. I got to see the finish of Chris Cyborg. I did not see any of Usman or Magomedov, but I understand it was a blowout.
2: Yeah.
1: So, uh, there's that. And we, are um, uh, our picks, we, Went 100% correct there, and we were correct on the other ones with the exception of Bobby Green. So, our standings, because I haven't read these off in a while, Mookie is in the lead 97, 62 and 2. Victor right behind him, 90, 70 and 2. And I'm way back in the back, 85, 74 and 2. I'm an entire fight card back from Mookie. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) so we have ufc vegas 81 and it's a pretty fucking good card y'all it really is we have not one not two but three ranked fights and we have seven ranked fighters so all three of our ranked fights the obviously the the two parties are ranked, otherwise they wouldn't be a ranked fight. But we also have a seventh ranked fighter in Chris Gutierrez, so it's really awesome that we are getting a decent card from the fucking Apex. Can you believe it?
2: Ah, uh, the Apex. There you go.
1: You know, you say Apex to me now, and it's a bad word.
2: Yeah, I think it was Eric McGracken. Bless that man. Bless that man. He said something about the Contender Series. One of the guys who won on the show got scheduled to fight. I think on this actually. I think it's on this card or the next. And it was like, isn't this great that you go from fighting in Dana White's warehouse to making it to the big leagues, fighting in Dana White's warehouse? Like, it's it's great. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It was something. It was something along those. Well, not this. Not the obviously not the pay per view, but um, it was it was one of the upcoming. Apex events. It. it very well may be this weekend, but point is, my memory is fried. <laughs> I am my brain is mush, and the quote was great, and I just could not leave that alone. But it makes perfect sense that this is this is what they're doing, man. This is the cost cutting that uh, you we all should have expected. But man, just when you think they couldn't be pinching pennies any worse, mm, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. All right. So we have selected five fights from this card. They are all from the main card as five? I mentioned, five, Oh boy yes it's all, all five of them are really good Then now the the main card is actually six fights but i picked no. the top five because they're the best ones nah. as i mentioned there is another a seventh ranked fighter but he is way down in uh, at the bottom in the, uh, in the early section of the prelims chris gutierrez so we're not going to bother with that plus Gutierrez looked like shit in his last fight, and I'm mad at him. So, anyway. What
0: the fuck happened there? Because
1: he screwed up my pick. That's why. And plus, I have a hard time watching his fights to begin with because... He's a little bit too grindy for me and mm. a little bit too timid for me. Takes him forever to get going. And once he's going, he's one of those types that is perfectly comfortable walling and stalling and, and, and laying and praying. So, Damn. I, you know, I know it's part of the game, but he's just a, a hard watch for me. That's all.
2: Damn, he's getting thumbtacks in his Halloween bag, courtesy of Steffi Haynes. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. That's that's terrible.
1: Alright, so anyways, the card is good. So let's take a look at the first fight that we're picking, which is Edgar Chárez versus Daniel Lacerda. If you go back in your memory palace, they had that funky wonky ending a couple of weeks ago. So we get the immediate turnaround. This fight is happening at a catchweight because of the immediate turnaround. Instead of the flyweight limit of 125, this is going to be happening at 130. I'm going to take Edgar Chárez. It's who I picked the first time around. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing my mind.
2: Same. Same, same.
1: Mookie is also picking Edgar Chárez. Now, next up, we have uh, Mr. Entertainment. Michelle Pajeda is taking on Andre Petrosky. Now... This isn't the greatest fight, uh, as far as name value, but man, Michelle Pajeda is kind of appointment viewing, so I'm on board for this. I'm gonna take Pajeda. Mookie is gonna take Pajeda. Victor, I need to hear what you think of this fight.
2: Uh, no, I'm going with Petrosky, Really? This- I am. I Why? am. You know, look, there's a certain kind of guy. That falls for the shenanigans and then there's a certain kind of guy who's like, no, I'm going to put my head in your chest and I'm gonna punch you in the breadbasket and you're not gonna have a good time. And I feel like this is the kind of thing that Petrovsky's that kind of guy, you know. I I don't know, man. I feel like he's he's much more of um he's complete enough to give him the kind of fits and and he's not really, you know, the kind of dude who falls that sort of okie doke.
1: Okay. All right. You yeah. almost had me convinced, but I'm still going to stay with P- Pajeta because the one thing about Pajeta too is he seems to be a darling among the judges and mm. fights where that I feel like maybe he didn't win. He still wins. So that also figures in here for me.
2: I mean, he's doing, you know, King of Fighters 97 level shit in there. You kind of, you kind of got to have some consideration. Like, listen, I don't know if that brother deserved it, but I got to give him some credit. Right. Yeah.
1: And I, uh, you know what i want to i want to take a quick bet here um let me see what what can we bet well bragging rights that's what we'll bet okay how many cup marks do you count this time if you how had many. to estimate how many cup marks are, are going to be on his back i'm going to go with seven.
2: Oh, cupping okay i thought you said uh-huh. cut like wait what like cup what you... cup yeah Yeah, cupping the reason Mm.
1: why i say seven is because i have this thing now where when i see someone that has cupped i count the cup marks and Mm -hmm. no one ever has an even number there's always one that's faded out so i'm gonna go with seven because he has a long back so i'm gonna say seven
2: Mm, i'm gonna go with eight
1: you're gonna go the full monty i'm
2: thinking he's gonna go with he's gonna go with five and five yeah yeah i think so
1: so you're going with eight. Okay, I'm going seven. You're going eight. We didn't ask Mookie this. This is just a fly by the seat of my pants, spur of the moment thing.
2: <laughs> this is the grown-up
0: table. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Mookie's not old enough to have, be in this this game. This is bocce out back with the, the drunken uncles. Mm. All right. Next up, we have... This is a damn good fight. Jonathan Martinez versus Adrian Yanez. Total ranked fight. Love this fight so much. Now Mookie is going with Jonathan Martinez and my brain tells me that I should too, but I'm not. I'm going with Adrian Yanez. I am ride or die with that dude. He is awesome. I love him. Adrian Yanez for me.
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, <gasps> yes. I I want to pick Martinez like I should. I feel like I really ought to range the slickness with his striking, mm-hmm. his versatility, his wrestling. It's like Yanya's has, you know, he he's clever, he's fast. Yeah, he's got that tenacity. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess I'm going to go with Yanya's
1: Yeah, he's a very game opponent for sure. Back in the day on the underground and sure dog, they would have said he was a game pit bull. Mm. All right. We get to our next fight, which is the co-main event, Jennifer Maya versus Viviani Araujo. Now, if if we go back in our memory palaces, Viviani had a terrible performance her last time out, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just make absolutely sure. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I, I'm thinking correctly. Uh, she looked absolutely disastrous against Hibosh. She looked terrible against Grasso. So I can't I can't look at Viviani in the same light anymore, it's, even though she has really good boxing. um, I can't. No, uh-uh, no, can't. Gonna going to have to take Jennifer Maya here.
2: I'm a big believer in Jennifer. Maya always have been. She's still got that veteran savvy. She's still got that pretty complete game. I'm going to go with her.
1: And Mookie is as well. All right, mm. we get to the main event: Sodiq Yusuf versus Edson Barbosa. Now, Mookie is taking Edson Barbosa, but I am thinking Sodiq Yusuf has the antidote. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna go ahead and take Sodiq Yusuf.
2: That's an interesting pick. I, um, I don't hate it. I think it's actually pretty good. Uh... The reasoning for it is sound. I just, I don't There's know, no man, reasoning. for old time's sake. I'm just, I just think that, you know, with, with Edson, I'm I'm not ready to give up on I him, know. you know, <laughs> young whippersnapper or not, you know, you want to talk about this being a gatekeeper match or whatever the hell, like I have fine, but that's a damn good gatekeeper when he's got his game on, you know? So yeah, I'm going to go with Edson.
1: You know, Edson went in there and stomped the shit out of Billy Quarantillo in his last fight. Mm-hmm. He reminded everybody who he is. Right. But I can't help it. I'm going to take Sodiq because I just I, there isn't sound reasoning here. You said that's sound reasoning, but it's not actually. It's just me having a feeling. That's all it is.
2: Well, it's not the reason I say sound reasoning. I mean, look, you got a guy who is versatile with his striking. He hits hard. He's he's got foot speed and hand speed. You know, he probably might be able to work out some ways to engage with Edson and neutralize some of his distance attacks and then really get in and make the fight, you know, something that he needs to make it, right? Make everything close range, work the body, check leg kicks. Like, it's not unreasonable that he can, like, physically, yeah, he absolutely has the tools. Yeah. You know, so that's why I thought, you know, you were, when I'm saying that it's that it's a, a, a reasonable pick, it's precisely because of the things that he's capable of doing.
1: Well, I, I just, um, I'm picking, I have a feeling, and also because... Sodique is the kind of fighter that I'm not typically a fan of watching per se, because he's, you know, blue collar grinder. He really mm. is. I don't know. I just, and maybe I'm also a little bit uh, biased because I, I follow him and I love his, his funny comedic breakdowns. They're hilarious. Mm. And so I, I might be uh, a little looking through rose colored glasses there. I don't know, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with my pick. I'm going to take Sodiq Yusuf. And that's that. Mookie is taking Edson Barbosa along with Victor and that is going to wrap up the regular portion of our show Right now what we're gonna do is we are going to Give our paid subscribers a little extra content here and we're gonna go over some headlines To access the bonus content of this show you must be a paid subscriber to do that Go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcasts and you will get new shows throughout the week, including the MMA Bunker and MMA tete tete shows with Kid Nate, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey, Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection Main Card and Prelims UFC Preview Shows, the Sixth Round Post-Fight Show, the Show Money Podcast, and the MMA Depressed Us.